spiders make convenient culprits. There's no spider here. I think one of your Venezuelan spiders hitched a ride here. There may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous. Dad, chill out. Just run. They spread out from a central nest in a web-like pattern and dominate the entire area. When that happens, this town is dead. Better incorporate by private stock. Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Arachnophobia, eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude. Perk off, Lloyd. If we find the spider that did this, you can arrest him. Arachnophobia, a thrillomedy. And we're live. Churning that butter. I'm Nolan. Repeat. I am Nolan. You don't have to be mad about it. <laughs> Stacy Glover. Melanie Daniels. And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. How's everybody doing out there? You're asking the listeners? Yeah, I hope everybody's doing all right. What's well, you, you asked them a question. They can't respond. They can digitally. Happy Halloween season. Are you okay? I never am. How's everybody here? Good. I was going to say, I've had bad allergies this week, but I can't even complain because I'm in better shape than you. You know, I, I have just like a constant sickness in my life. I think I have real issues. So if I sound a little uh, stuffy, I apologize. But you know what? We pull through here at Cinema Parlor. And with today's show, we're going to be talking about arachnophobia. Melanie's pick today. But before we get started, what's everybody drinking for today's show? I'll go first because it's the same thing I was drinking last week. It's just the Elysian Night Owl. Called Pumpkin Smasher. Does it really smash the pumpkins? It's a... Big Muddy Brewing. I am having a uh, Post Road Pumpkin Ale from Brooklyn Brand Brewery. So, since the movie's arachnophobia, it's about irrational fears. You guys have any irrational fears or fear of, like, animals irrationally? I have arachnophobia pretty severely. And I know that that's an irrational fear, but I've had a lot of situations where spiders have been involved in traumatic moments. So, in a way... It's irrational, but it's, you know? Yeah. Okay. I got into a car accident where a drunk driver hit me. I, w- I kept it together. It was fine. It was like a four-car pileup. Awful. Damn. Like, terrible experience. Kept it together. Didn't cry. Like, picked up the pieces of my car. My dad came and got me. Went home. I was fine. I was holding it together. Can, the way you said that made it seem like you, out on the road after getting hit... Picked up pieces of your car and reassembled it. <laughs> no, I, but I, it, my car like exploded out the back and I was moving at the time and, uh, I had to go pick up pieces of my car and wardrobe. My underwear were all over the highway. It was mm. a very, oh, man. very depressing moment in my that life. That is rough. Yeah. My dad had to help me pick up my underwear on the highway. It was low. Anyways, <laughs> I kept it together. Didn't cry. It was very mm-hmm. stoic the whole way home. And I was just like, these things happen, you mm-hmm. know, I was coming home from a biology lab Got smashed and then went home, went into the bathroom to wash my face and change because, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. you just feel gross. Trying to get that bat off. Uh I go to, I go into the bathroom, wash my face, go to turn to grab a glass of water. There's a spider hanging, a huge spider, huge, 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 hanging in the doorway. So I just fell down and started bawling because I couldn't do anything. That was the. And I, that was like the final thing that I was just like, today's been a shit day. I don't kill them though, so. It's irrational, but I know that they're good creatures. I just don't want them on me or in my immediate area. You know? I do have a different fear, but I'm just going to say real quick. I did 
sadly kill a spider today. I was in my car and uh, I was on the way home from my parents' house. Out of nowhere, one just climbed right down from my mirror. And <laughs> it was like just slowly went down and it like went into lap. It like almost went into my lap and I started, I, I freak out very easily on things and I make harsh screams. And uh, <laughs> would you say that this is an irrational fear? Well, I mean, probably. I mean, I didn't want you're, it. You're afraid of spiders? I wouldn't. Like, you're afraid I'm of... afraid of a lot of things, but, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, like, uh, like, yeah, if it, if it comes up on me, I don't enjoy that. No. But you're, Are I, you more scared of spiders or flying creatures? Uh, flying creatures, I would say. Like, you're terrified of bees. Yeah. Wasps, bees, I don't like those things. See, I, I am very allergic to things that can sting you, so I go into anaphylactic shock, I'm allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. But a freaking wasp or hornet, like that hurts. Those hurt. I hate when those they, things. No, yeah. yeah. So it's not. Is that irrational, really? You yes, <laughs> I. I would say. I would say. His reaction is irrational. Yeah, it was funny. The uh, couple weeks ago, I was at my uh, place of employment. There were some nasty hornets out by the dumpster, and I kind of did my whole thing and freaked out and everything. <laughs> and I went inside, and I was like, "Tell my boss." We, we got a situation. We, we got we got to take care of these things. And he's like, okay. So he goes to grab some hornet spray or wasp spray, whatever. Starts taking them down, and like they're flying everywhere, all on him, and he's just standing there, and I'm just like batting and like running away, screaming and flailing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, he probably thinks so much more of me now. <laughs> it was because he's he's like a really manly guy. I mean. <laughs> I am not, but you know, I, sometimes I try to act like it just to. So yeah. You know, but are you afraid of snakes? I did hold a snake once, but it doesn't mean I liked it. There was a girl I dated once, and she had a, had a snake, and uh, I I held it. I acted pretty, okay. Pretty I butch. I mean, yeah, it was strong. strong but guy. like, say you were, you know, in the bathroom, and like a black snake like crawls up the drain. The- shouldn't be in the bathroom they just shouldn't be in there that's true i have a scar on my shin because i jumped out of a bathtub and i hit the faucet and i like filleted my leg because what i thought was a spider in the tub was actually a very large cricket but (laughs) i stand by the reaction because i had to abort i'll also just say i hate i just hate the outdoors in general oh yeah this is not a bug but i i i hate poison ivy that's some i'm terrified to go in the woods just because i think i'm gonna get poison ivy which I have multiple occasions. All of my animal fears are rational. Okay, give some. What is this an animal that you're like now? Okay, so if I was like in India, which, you know, they have saltwater crocodiles. Those are dinosaurs. You know, they get over 20 feet long. That's a dinosaur. They've been alive since, you know, then. Some real big fellas. But that's rational because, it, like, I don't have a fear that a saltwater crocodile is going to come to my house and eat me. Sure. Now, freestanding ladders, that's another story. It's hmm. a concern. I wouldn't say it's like phobia level because I will do it. But, and I don't mind heights and I don't mind ladders that are bolted to a thing. Hmm. But if it's just freestanding, I don't love it. Yeah, well, that's fair. I'm terrified of heights as well. I, there's not many things I'm not terrified I'm coming to find out about myself. 
Is it creepy to you to be in the ocean? Mm. Just in general, no. ocean out. I would not be in the ocean. Okay, meal yeah. done. You would never be there. Really? I've dipped my feet in, but I was on the beach and I was in stand. I was all right. You weren't scared of jellyfish? I was fine. I got stung by jellyfish on the shore. Well, that sounds awful. But <laughs> if with this new knowledge that jellyfish can get you if you're in like ankle deep water, then would you be scared? Probably. Like, would you go now? No, I mean, with the information I just learned, that I don't know that I would. Maybe if I had some, like, really big boots on, like, so, I don't know. Ocean boots? Maybe. Some waders? Yeah, some waders that would maybe protect me somewhat. <laughs> There's another random story I'll just share real quick. It, and Again, these none of these stories have helped me in life, but when I was a youngster, I did used to fish once in a while with my father, and we would go on, we lived in a very small town in rural Missouri, we went to some farm ponds. And this one pond we went to, we had caught a nice mess of fish, you know, we had them on our stringer. How many is a mess? I don't know. Let's just say 10. Okay. Like we're having a decent day, you know? Okay. We caught some You're going to have a fish fry. Yeah. We had them on a stringer and the stringer was one where it's not like inside the boat, it's attached to the outside mm-hmm. so the fish are in the water while you're it trolling dangles. along. Yeah. A huge freaking giant snapping turtle came and started eating our fish. And my dad was battling this huge snapping turtle with an oar. It freaked me out. Like, it was so big, especially for someone who's like, I was, I don't know, I think I was like early middle school. I was just like, oh my God, there are awful things in this water. Why are we here? And I was so freaked out just from that snapping turtle. Do you think that every adventure you've had out in the wild, in the wilderness, has just led you to, like, we should stay home always? What am I doing? It's true. It's not safe anywhere. Luckily, I, you know, I still love turtles, but that put me off turtles for a while. That was a scary situation for me. What if you got a snapping turtle? I don't, I would, it's not the one I would prefer. What if I got you one for Christmas? I would sell it. You would sell? I wouldn't kill it, because obviously I wouldn't do that, but I would sell it to see if I could find someone out there, I don't know, who would be in the right mind. Why would you be in your right mind to buy me that? Today's film, <laughs> we've got Arachnophobia from 1990, directed by Frank Marshall. Uh, this was Melanie's pick for this month's episode. Arachnophobia, eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude, all in caps. A large spider from the jungles of South America is accidentally transported in a crate with a dead body to America where it mates with a local spider. Soon after, the residents of small California town disappear as the result of spider bites from the deadly spider offspring. It's up to a couple of doctors with the help of an insect exterminator to annihilate these eight-legged freaks. Melanie, this was your pick. Why did you pick Arachnophobia? This might be the only film that actually bothers me. This film upsets me. I mean, I watched it with you both. You saw me squirm. It's very sure. real fear. I have seen this film countless times. When you grew I, up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was big uh, in our household growing up. And again, I lived in a household full of people that were terrified of spiders. Every single one of us. My mom, my dad, my, well, my oldest brother, my cousins. The only person in our family who's not scared of spiders, my middle brother, he is not scared of spiders. He's terrified of snakes. Okay. So he would be the one that we would call in to, hey, there's a spider in the living room. Can you please come kill it? He would kill it. Take care of this monster. He would take care of it, and then he would chase me around with the spider on a paper towel. Oh, wow. Can I tell you that my mother 
like she's not afraid of like normal size spiders. I don't think. I think it's like big ones, mm-hmm. like wolf spiders, stuff like that. Ugh. So she would always call big spiders just big Berthas. Yeah. Nice. You know this movie because that's when we watched like this was a popular movie when I was, I, this was a little kid. This was a huge kid. VHS film too. You know she loved it up her alley. So she always called the spider in this Big Bertha. So it's like, I thought she was just referencing that movie anytime a big spider was about when I was a kid. There was a spider once that was on her nightstand, a wolf spider. She called the neighbor who was the chief of police to come over because my dad was at work to come over and kill the spider. (laughs) See, I've gotten better the older I've gotten and I, I won't kill spiders like I want to move them so they can be out like I know they're they take care of a lot of other pests that you don't want in your house or in your garden totally respect their hustle I again I just don't want them on me and Mm. the scary thing about again where we are geographically is the brown recluses Mm. because that's a real thing I got bit by one once oh my god and uh it was it was on the calf I remember this yeah was it nasty I remember I was I was Laying on the floor, because I had stayed at Stacy and one of our other friends' apartment when we were younger. I When I slept over there, I just made a pallet on the floor to sleep at night. And I, I don't remember really getting bit. The only thing I can remember is... Did you wake up when and I, have an itch? I woke up and I felt like I had a very sore ingrown hair on my calf. A couple days passed and I was like, this isn't feeling any better. better. This is weird. And it just got bigger and nastier. I ended up having to go to the doctor. Was it like the size of a quarter or a half dollar yep. that was just rotted out of your calf? Yep. I have a pretty oh. decent scar on my calf from So that. what's the treatment for that? So I had to take a pill and I had to do a, a ointment. Yeah. yeah. So it was Ugh. both. It lasted for a few weeks. I mean, yeah. it was... A very cool spider killing story. So my dad, who just like, like man's man. The way you talk about your dad is I always get this vision of Chief Brody where it's just like... <laughs> Like, wakes up with a cigarette in his mouth and a cup of coffee in his hand. Yeah. Just a man's man. Not, not anymore. He he stopped the smoking. Thank goodness. But <laughs> we were, when I was a little kid, we would do odd jobs and I would go help him because, you know, I'd get a little bit of money and then I could go get a He-Man toy or something from the store. He was doing this lady's house, completely redoing her bathroom. He, like, moved a panel of a wall and the like the biggest brown recluse I've ever seen came crawling out. Oh. And it was just like without any like hesitancy or what do I do? Like he just had a thing of needle nose pliers and just stabbed it and just like going on with like oh man. The job. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, spiders. That's I, I would say this is a very good idea because it is like such a primal fear with people, like I would say the majority of people are freaked out by spiders. Like, oh, yeah. You, you see them as, you know, enemy types in video games all the time. You, in, in other media. Anytime you add more legs to a thing, that's when the fear grows. More legs, more eyes. No, thank you. Nolan, are you afraid of things that have more legs than you? I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I can't take it. Mountain lion. Oof. And it's a very real concern. Yeah. Is it? I yes. think it should be. Yeah. Someone like me. Oh, you're, you're. You will never be in the woods. What if I am? I got no chance. You have friends that would drag you to the woods. That's probably true. And you think a mountain lion will eat you? It could. 
We have mountain lions in Missouri. Somehow I went to Alaska once and I made it out alive. I don't know how that happened. Would you ever go to like Australia? I don't think so. Because there's a lot of That seems very unpleasant for me. Let me ask you this. Would you do any international travel whatsoever? Yeah. Where where are safe places for you? I want to go to Italy. Oh, Italy's beautiful. That sounds like an okay place. I'd do that. You think Italy's safe? Maybe. A nice dry heat. If I just go and eat pasta and drink wine. Just stay in the city, you know? Yeah. Get the good gravy. Look, I'm a city guy. What can I say? Mm. Are we? Would we go to Ireland? Mm. Is that iffy? I think it over. Think it over. Too wet. Too wet. I, I definitely would like to go to China. There, there's some places I'd like to go, you know. But anywhere that's like, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time in a, just a, a rural setting. I'm not. I'm not there. Rural. I can't say that word very well. <laughs> rural. Yeah. Rule? Rule. 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 But yeah, what two R's. What is happening right now? I don't now? know. He's just saying. I lost it again. Melanie, your thoughts on arachnophobia? I think that this is a brilliant film. So it's Frank Marshall's first, it's his directorial debut. He was a collaborator with Spielberg through a lot of the 80s. He worked on um, Indiana Jones films, mostly known as a producer and an AD. I think that this is one hell of a debut. It's what, just about two hours long. And for me, it doesn't have any downtime. I don't know if it feels long in the tooth to you guys, but I think it's really well paced where it is something that bothers me. It's creepy. It hits every sort of weird fear that I have about spiders. Them being in cups, them being, you know, in a lampshade, the whole like mirage of the spider on the wall whenever he's sleeping and it turns out to be a coat hanger. Like, I think all of that's illustrated so beautifully for a real arachnophobia. It's very authentic. I think that his use of like the POV, all the shots that he does, the tracking shots with the spiders. I think it's really good. I really like it. I think it's a tight little film. Cool. This is a first time viewing for me. Uh, I'd seen little bits of it on TV, as you said earlier, on TV all the time. I didn't love it, but I also found it to be extremely entertaining. So like as a movie, it's very watchable. It's easy to digest. And I enjoyed myself. It's not one that just like for my sensibilities, it's not one that I will probably go back to a lot, but it's one that I I don't really have anything awful to say about it. Yeah. Like I enjoyed myself. I just it's I just wouldn't call it one that like I don't know, it's gonna stick with me maybe, but I, I did enjoy myself watching it. He was a lot nicer about trashing your pick than he was trashing mine. Why are we he liked it. It was just a little, little... Anyways, how do you feel about this film, Stacey? Oh, I like this film. I, there's a lot of nostalgia for me for this. Like, this is... When it's kind of coming to that age of remembering movies and, like, those experiences, watching them with my family. And so this is, like, one that we rented. It's, a, like, a nice mix between, like, that Jaws-style eco-horror and the fun suburban rural chaos of like a gremlins Mm -hmm. i think they do a good job blending that and there are like a lot of moments that you can cite from this film that are reminiscent of those films i think it's got a lot of i think it's a clever movie and a lot of the ways they use callbacks and in the film and and it is and as you mentioned like that you mentioned Spielberg it's it's a very Spielbergian film like oh, I Jeff, didn't even know Jeff he, Daniels is definitely yeah. like your typical Spielberg I, uh, hero I didn't know it was a Spielberg produced film so in my notes you'll see like right as within the first like five ten minutes or five minutes before you see like the producing credits and everything I wrote down this is 
like very 80s 90s spielberg mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's a big reason for yeah. that <laughs> and then all of a sudden his name popped up yeah. was like yeah yep amblin entertainment you said jeff daniels is like the spielberg hero and he does have a lot in common with you know chief brody chief brody in jaws is afraid of the water he has to face his fear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right well you guys want to get into this thing small game hunters don't climb we fly I think that was a, a line that was said early on that I like. Yeah, so Julian Sands. Julian, Julian Sands. We're he's, in, yeah, he's the entomologist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you didn't give a cast breakdown. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I should do that. I do apologize. It's, listen. Uh, we've got Jeff Daniels as Dr. Ross Jennings. Obviously, in my notes, he'll just be Jeff Daniels. <laughs> uh, Harley Jane Kozak as Molly Jennings. John Goodman as Delbert McClintock. Julian Sands as Dr. James Atherton. Uh, Brian McNamara as, McNamara as Chris Collins. Stuart Pankin as Sheriff Lloyd Parsons. Henry Jones as Dr. Sam Metcalf. Uh, I'll just do a couple more. Peter Jason as Coach Henry. Uh, James Handy as Milton Briggs. And I think it's worth mentioning Roy Brocksmith as Irv Kendall, the mortician. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, uh, as I said, small game. Uh, hunters don't climb. We we fly. Uh, very 80s Spielberg tone. Oh, there it is. Spielberg's a producer. Uh, we got new butterfly and spider species. Uh, we have a character, Mr. Manly. Uh, he goes hunting with this crew. Uh, <laughs> They're going gathering. Gathering. <laughs> to pick <laughs> up new specimens. Nolan, is there anything in this world that could get you to go to... Like a rainforest no. or a jungle. No. I wouldn't be there. Ever. No. No amount of money? I don't think so. I was at a rainforest cafe once. Does that count? <laughs> so this scene has the first jump scare of the movie for me that mm-hmm. it, it's the first one and it gets me. It's whenever they're catching the specimens, as you said. So they're going to, he's an entomologist. So they're collecting these specimens in the rainforest to study them. They set off a smoker, and then they're catching them in these, like, drum things with a canvas and a jar at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So they hear this loud thud as it hits one of the drums, and go over, and it's the spider. I know it's going to happen. I've seen this movie a billion times. I know it. It's going to jump up and hit the camera lens. It's so effective. Part of my joy of watching this movie, and and I'm not saying this as a, like, a down (laughs) thing. I was, like, watching you kind of watch it, like, when you knew something was going to happen, like... I enjoyed that. <laughs> this movie bothers me on such a visceral level. It's a very real fear. I find the gags very enjoyable in this film, and I laugh like during the gags. It's not like a... It's like so a, oh, bad, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very much a, I appreciate what you're doing, and That's... like I'm having a lot of fun with this because of you know the gags that are happening. And Shit. I think that the, all the effects in it, like the spiders they're using, there's a couple of times where you're like, oh, okay, that is an animatronic little, I get it. But most of it, because they are using a lot of real spiders too, I think most of it looks really good. It looks really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if For we're comparing film, it to like, you know, the, the giant spider in the library and the beyond. Excuse me. You know what? Why, why do we got to rip Fulci here? Thank you. No, I love that movie. It's my favorite Fulci. I'm just saying, effects-wise... I still like that scene. Look, this is a this is a podcast that doesn't accept Fulci hate. All right, there is no hate. I'm just messing. You're being dramatic. I, I, that's what I do best. All right, we have a Mr. Manley. He's got a fever. 
he gets uh, a fever while on this uh, journey. He goes to lay down because he's not feeling well. Uh, while he does that, uh, he got spiders all up inside him. A uh, spider crawls up inside his sleeping bag and bites him. And he immediately dies. R.I.P. to Mr. Manley in his dolphin's hat. This death scene for a child is very traumatic. Most of the death scenes yep. in this film for a child, it's a lot to take. Some raw ribs. But him just seizing and then dying a very agonizing death. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I want you to try to say the name of the town. Okay, I don't even know if I wrote it right. So, welcome to Kanaima? Kanaima? Kanaima. Kanaima. Uh, harmonica, hometown swelling music. We got a, a kitty that steals a sandwich. Yep. What do you think of the score? Uh, I was a little iffy on this one. The score is kind of garbage. See, to me, it, the score sounds like how so many of those like 90s, like, Farces. Like, this score sounds very similar to, like, City Slicker's score today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or, like, Major League. Like, the music... You know, we covered Major League on here, and I like the music and that, the way it's used, but... It's used to a lot more effect. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. that same type of style of score. It feels very dated for the time. Yep. Yeah, but I I'm do love John Goodman's theme. I think it's, it's so weird. <laughs> I yeah. love that he has his own little tune. Sure. Uh, yeah, so we get a kitty that steals a sandwich. Uh, we meet our uh, mortician. Oh, the mortician eating food. Yeah. While he's... He loves a sandwich. He loves a bag of ruffles. That is almost as disturbing to me as the death scenes. I just don't <laughs> like it. It reminds... This is a little bit different, but it reminds me a little bit of... The man who is eating a sandwich in uh, the yep. David Cronenberg picture. Yep. Shivers. Yes. Rabbit. Shivers. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I, it's like a pretty gross movie, especially in that first like little area there. And he's like, they're talking about, I think, a dead body. And he's, he's just, just like mm, eating a sandwich in yeah. a pickle. Well, <laughs> anyway, it reminded me of that a little bit. Let's yeah. eat where we're supposed to eat. Let's eat in the designated That's eating right. area. The cafeteria or the yep. break room. Let's not do this. So, we have a spider loose in Kanema. Uh, we get a first-person spider cam. Killing birds classic. So, the spider takes down a bird. Chases a dog and cat. Luckily, those two make it out. So, uh, we meet Jeff Daniels. He's a family man. His family has moved to the country uh, from San Francisco. Um, they've moved into a nice... Seems like a nice place. Uh, a small spider and a large spider... So this, okay, so they move in this house, we get to the nighttime, and, you know, the, the wife and and husband are getting a little frisky at night, and they're like, you know what, we're going to have, uh, we're going to break this new house in, in the right way. Christen it. That's right. Okay. Because you can't, you know, you can't not break in a new place without having a little sex. Yeah. Is that how you feel? I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> and so, then we get a cut to... The barn. The barn. The tell us, tell us about Tell okay. us about what's going on here. Brilliant. I love that this scene is in this film. It is so bizarre. So you get the very, you know, close-up shot of the doctor and his wife in bed, kissing, canoodling, getting ready to have their intimate moment, and then it cuts to the barn, the outside of it, and then it goes in, and you just see a close-up of the spiders just crawling to each other and their little legs up at the front. You'll be happy to know, spiders, they are sexual creatures, and... They have sex organs, but the male takes his little palps oh. and rubs them on the female's 
abdomen. Okay. Like his little front things? His little fronts. Mm. He takes them and he rubs it. So he puts his sperm. They rub fronts. Nice. Is how they do it. And then typically if the spider is a juvenile female, she'll eat the male afterwards. Because she's got aggression. Okay. She's young and frisky. And they're cannibalistic. They are cannibalistic. Wow. Yeah, that didn't happen here. There's a beautiful love story where the man's protecting so, the female. It's a and love his... story. You yeah. know what? Uh, it, it, it also, like, bookends with a couple good jokes with that. Because we have, like, the when they get to the house, uh, there's a joke about um, not killing a spider in your when you're getting into a new place because it's bad, bad luck. luck. So the wife saves the spider and puts it out in the barn, which That's where sadly that leads to the, uh, the, whole the infiltration. And then obviously after that we get to the sex scene between the husband and wife where they she says, you know, or he says I can't remember which one he says he says but he's like, uh, you can't break in a new house without, you know, having sex first. So yeah. and so yeah, I think it's a couple good jokes mixed in there. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, they they save the spider <laughs> that goes to get pegged by the spider from Venezuela that causes mm-hmm. all this stuff. I also feel that it kind of harkens to aliens with the. Mm. Like, oh, they're drones, so there's there's a queen, there's, you know, something in charge, mm-hmm. there's a nest, which they say that, like, I think he even says it once he's in South America, that there's no, they make a point that there's no sex organs on, oh, like, yeah. the warriors. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something else. Yep. So, yes, we have the small spider and the large spider. They have relations. It can only lead to a bad outcome. As I said before, Jeff Daniels has moved from San Francisco He's a Yale graduate doctor. Uh, he has moved to this small town to become the town physician, of, but uh, he finds out that the man he was there to replace has decided not to retire, and he only has one patient in town up to this point. So, tough break for him. Uh, we have Spiderwebs in the barn. As uh, Let me look up her name so I just don't keep calling her Jeff Daniels' wife. Molly. We'll go with that. So, Molly, the doctor's wife, <laughs> uh, goes into the barn and sees that there's a great deal of spider webs there. Uh, we meet a young character by the name of by the name of Bunny Beechwood, ugly as sin. Uh, this is a character I am not fond of. Uh, she's a redhead. Um, we all know how I feel about that. Uh, she, you know, look, I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm not gonna be awfully mean. It's just I don't like her look. Oh, something that. I thought of for the first time when I was watching this, and I don't know if it was intentional at all. I feel like the, I don't know her name in the film, but the Jennings' daughter, the doctor's daughter, she looks a lot like Veronica Cartwright in The Birds. She's got, like, the same sort of bow in her hair, and it's tied back, and it was just like, she looks very similar. That's a good idea. And obviously that's what the 60s had the birds, and, like, the 90s have spiders. That's right. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would rather deal with birds, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. No, I, like I, were, I hated flying, flying things. Yeah, I, 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 If you were in the boat going across the yeah, way and... I misspoke. You'd hate it. Yep. Spiders it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff Daniels was uh, traumatized at an early age by spiders. Uh, he... The character, not the man. Yeah, the, the man. Maybe both. Uh, <laughs> he continues to be an arachnophobe. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Daniels has a freakout session. I feel you, dude. I'd have a rough go, too. Uh, Would you go into a barn like that? I mean, I've been in barns before. I- but I'm saying, like, you in your current knowledge state, no peer pressure, would you go into a barn knowingly to go look at a spider web? 
It depends how much peer pressure was put on me. I just told you, sans peer pressure, there, there is oh, no... I'm sorry. Nobody's okay. telling you to All do right. this. So about, yeah, okay, I wouldn't do it on my own, no. Okay. I don't know. We know a lot of people that would walk past and be like, guys, there's this huge spiderweb, come here. And I'd this. go in there, I would. Yeah. Like, if someone was like, I would, I'm, a, I'm a follower, I'm not the best leader. I'm the first to admit it. Okay, I would go into the barn and look, as I've been in many a barn. Where we live, this place is lousy with barns. Yeah. I know about a barn, but I'm not gonna... I will go in and I will look. You can see, sitting from, like standing from the bottom floor of that barn, you can look up to the top level in the loft, and you can see it. I'm good with this distance. I'm not climbing up the ladder to look at it closer. Yeah. No, yeah. no, sir. No, no, no. I agree with that. Mm-mm. Bad call. We have a, uh, a little... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a town party or what, but we have uh, a grandma from Happy Gilmore shows up. Sorry, I don't know her name. She's the the old doctor's wife. Yeah, old doctor's oh, yeah, she's, wife. She's um Mrs. Pickman in uh what's that movie? In right? the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, yeah, she's she's scary. That's right. Spiders live inside the barn. Shit getting real. So I don't know why I wrote that, but I did. His only. I think I was confused with the. I I was confused where we were at. For a second, until I realized. So we you were said at the party. House. So the neighbor yeah. suggested to throw the party so he could get more patience and like get to know the town. Yeah, it's small. And town. Yeah. as that's happening, there's an intercut of the barn with that nest, and the spiders are starting to flee the barn. Yeah. So they have like the gag where like a spider's on the picnic table, and the lady like sets her cup down, and then the cup starts moving. Yes. So it's just showing the spiders spread out into the town. Yeah, I call it the town uh, potluck gathering a uh, lot of characters everybody's there as we said margaret hosts the party spiders invade the lovely margaret's homestead all the guests have left with uh just margaret and her cat left at home um margaret and i called her <laughs> i called margaret the healthy that's her nickname <laughs> margaret the healthy he does tell he because he whenever he gives the check up, he says yeah he's he's a little annoyed that she's healthy and not really. and they've made it known like two or three times that like they say it a billion times she's in good it, it is a plot point no yeah. are you attracted to margaret the healthy she's a very good looking older lady very striking yeah would you I th- why are we doing this take care of margaret no i'm not getting into this with you I do think Margaret's very sweet. I like how sassy she is. She's a lovely lady. I know. It seems like she she seems like the only good person in this town, if we're being honest. Yeah, I I can see that. Which is usually true of most small towns, us being from one. There's a lot of shitheads. There is usually one really cool older lady. Seems like she's got a sad story. She kisses that picture goodnight. Yeah. Husband that's passed. Yeah. She just got her cat. Yeah. I get that. So, yeah. Margaret the Healthy gets a spider bite. Sadly, oh, Margaret dies. This is another jump scare for me. Yeah. The first one from the lamp. Yes. Don't say. Don't say that. Like it's hiding out there in that lampshade. Yeah, but not only that, it's the buildup is it's brilliant. So you see the spider on the chair arm, looking at the cat like it's a little snack, and then he goes down into the chairs, crawling towards it, and then Margaret picks up the cat just in time. Yep. Saves it because mm-hmm. that cat would have been goner so quickly. She puts the cat outside. Which yeah. saves its life also, you know, to point out. I respect this movie that a lot of animals don't die. I'm pretty sure that cat dies, though, eventually, because you see an orange cat in the barn at near the end of the film, oh, in the web. Kiki. Listen. I'm just saying... It lived to find maybe, another maybe, maybe it was an old barn cat, you know? There's 
again. I think it was that cat. You don't know. <laughs> Margaret sits down, she kisses the picture of her husband, and then she goes to turn off the light and go to bed. Spider falls down. Yep. Right on her hand. Oh, yeah. You don't think that Takes I, her. whenever I go to shut off a lamp, I'm not looking up mm-hmm. in that shade to be like, what is the business? I'm not, make sure getting, it's safe. not getting bit by a spider or t- t- shutting off a light. No. No, thank you. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Poor Margaret. Uh, she's She's got her. She's a goner. But Jeff Daniels obviously gets blamed for this death because... He took her off her the old, high tension yes, he, medicine. Yes, he took her, off, took her off some medication and the old doctor really gets lays into him. It's like, you have no right taking her off this medication that I prescribed her. But you know what? Jeff Daniels seems like he's a pretty smart guy. He's young. He's with it. He knows he's these things. He's a Yale graduate. Mm-hmm. He knows. Mm-hmm. Who who would be your doctor out of the two? Jeff Daniels. I don't... I'm not going to say that. I don't... I, I feel safe. You don't trust him. old people. No, I feel safer with him. But how authentic was it the way that they treat autopsies mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. felt very realistic to a small town like we're not gonna cut her up That's it's true. like oh my good mm-hmm. grief yeah. that is not what i mean no yeah like we don't know what the cause of death is let's go ahead and investigate yeah nolan are you afraid of the elderly no do they gross you out no they don't gross me out no he was talking about he just watched um amusement i did I, I watched amusement park and it made me feel really bad for the elderly yeah and i was also like terrified of being old getting old myself yeah now he's terrified and feels bad yeah so no i'm not afraid of the old elderly i, I just think that you, think you don't it, trust the old doctor i think it's apparent in this movie that that old doctor didn't know what he's doing he's not all there up there i, I think he's making bad choices and he should have retired but he didn't I think it is true that sometimes people, as they age, they get stuck in their ways and they don't think they need to continue learning. That's true. Medicine is something mm-hmm. that you need to keep up on. My grandmother, yeah. God rest her soul, she should have had her driver's license taken away oh, yeah. about 10 years before. And she got in an accident. Not Luckily, you know, that, you know, she was okay from it, but well, it was the other person. scary. Yes. It was like a, it was a one person accident. Ah. But I'm just she saying like. Herself. They, the elderly can make bad decisions sometimes when, especially if you're stubborn and you think like, I'm good, no matter what anybody else is telling you. Mm-hmm. And I think that can lead to issues at times, which obviously happened to our doctor here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, all right. Uh, so Jeff Daniels uh, has no patience left, obviously, now because Margaret has died. Uh, we meet uh, Dilbert McClintock, exterminator, played by John Goodman. He has a beautiful hat called Bugs Be Gone. Love that. A beautiful hat. That's his business. <laughs> it's still a beautiful hat. I loved it. Yeah, so we find this out because the house is like rotting from the cellar. Yeah. That's why Delbert comes into the picture That's because right. they think they have termites. Yeah. Because it's a damp, dank. He says a lot of ridiculous things. Half of what I can't understand. But one thing I did here, tear out bad wood, put in good wood. Yeah, because she back. says... Okay, there's no bugs here. Yep. What should we do? You gotta do it, you know? Tear out the old wood. <laughs> how, how do you feel about John Goodman in this film? <laughs> a little torn on him. Like, I think he's funny, but he 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 takes me out of the movie a little bit at times. Because I know it's still a ridiculous movie. It's not like taking itself seriously here. I enjoy his presence. I feel like this performance from him is kind of channeling Bill Murray from Caddyshack. Sure. Like, he's yeah. got a lot of the same, like, vocal cadences. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. 
Yeah, it's a lot of muttering to himself. A lot of jokes to himself. Yeah. Maybe that's half of my problem is I wanted to hear what he was saying. And yeah, I couldn't I, understand half of the things he said. I tend. This is a movie I tend to watch with subtitles. Sure. Like, which... <laughs> but as far as, like, Jeff... Or as far as John Goodman goes, he he is fun to watch on screen. Um, so, I mean, I'll give him that for sure. So... Uh, so, we got Jeff Daniels checking them boys' testes for sports horn hernia. Okay, pause. Because I was like, this is so gross. And you both said, yeah, that's how it happened for me. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah, so, in this, in the movie here, Jeff Daniels' character, he gets, he's the, he is the only physician in town at this point now. So, he gets hired. Well, or, no, no, not at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. He is, no, you're right. He, the, the, he doesn't the, have any patients left. Yeah, so. the, Coach at he's looking through for some work. business his way. At Margaret's yeah. funeral, he's like, "Hey, you. She was your only patient. She yeah. died. Let me give you some business. Come so, down to the gym." That's right. Yeah. So he goes to the gym and he's he checks all the the boys for to make sure they don't have a sports hernia, which is a real thing that I assume you know all sports in high school still do is you get checked. You still get physicals. Yeah, like but I was jobs that you they do it in a much different way now. But yes, when we were in school, this same thing happened. So this was in seventh grade, I believe. And that's the first year where you play team activities with the school. So like in like fifth and sixth grade, we had like peewee football and that stuff. But that wasn't through the actual you, school. Yeah, you go on and you do like contact yeah. and yeah. team sports. So in team sports, so in seventh grade, I played both basketball and football. And we had a physician come to our school and about 10 boys at a time. And they had us lined up in the hall. So 10 of us at a time had to go into a classroom. We did this at the school, by the way, into a classroom and shut the door and all like I will just say nothing like Untoward, yeah. nothing happened. It's just the whole process is very uncomfortable. It, the thing is, it makes it no less traumatic for a kid. Right. Like it's it's I know you're fine. Yeah. But it's just like it's and it, it was uncomfortable. So they what what they did at our school is when the, you go in there, all 10 of you drop your pants all at once. So you're all just standing there naked with each other. Obviously, at this age, there's a lot of people that. You know, don't feel comfortable with themselves. Obviously, some have pubic hair, some don't. Some, you know, it's not and you were nervous about your meaty cock. Exactly, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so each, uh, you know, the doctor would come up to each boy and just you check, turn and cough. Yep, turn and cough, and and that happened. He made sure all of us had our pants down until he was done with all of us, and then we. Then we put her drawers up. You had were, to, were you afraid of, like... Go back to what you just said. He, they, he made sure that you kept yeah, your pants down? Yeah, we just had them down. Like, I'm sure, like, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase, like, we all had them down. Because I remember, like, nobody yeah. put them back up because he didn't say anything. You're waiting for just instruction. Yeah. So, like, yeah, just basically when it was all done, they're like, yep, put your pants on now. Yeah. So, <laughs> at our school, and I, because boys and girls will talk, like, whenever you mm-hmm. did, like, learning about the body and puberty yeah. and all that stuff. Like, they split boys and girls in our school, and you learned about that the separately. Was the same. Never do I remember anything about boys being ushered into a room for physicals. Like, we had to go to a, a physician on our own and get physicals, because I did sports, too, and I ha- like we all had to go to the doctor ourselves and get them. I'm pretty sure it, it's every, everybody, like, even in yeah. high school. Even in high school, this people, went on. Like, they would do it in a classroom at high school, in high school as well. I mean, okay. And now, I will tell you real quick, like, by the time we were in high school, 
They were doing it one at a time. Okay. See, so it changed from middle school to high school. I don't know I think why. It's, I think it's a good thing that they had a physician come in so that parents right. didn't have to do it. Because mm-hmm. you, you have to take time. Like, a lot of times they have to take off work to take the kid. Yeah. And, like, it's a pain in the ass. I fully get that. But having them all drop proud. Yeah. And, and the reason together. I, the main reason I know that it changed is because I, I played baseball in high school. So I still had to do one of these every year. But, like. I don't ever recall doing that again. Like it's that, just that vivid memory of middle school. <laughs> uh, let's see where we were. Give me one second. You were right for the All right. boys to yes. So yes, Jeff Daniels checks them boys testes for sports hernia. hernia. Uh, a death of a young football player. A spider in the football helmet. So we have a young kid that dies in football practice. Uh, I believe his name is Miller. That might be his last name. Uh, yes, Miller, football player, dies of practice from spider bite. Uh, Jeff Daniels is now getting the nickname Dr. Death, especially from the evil shrew known as Bunny Beechwood. That little bitch. Yep, she's just the worst. Uh, Are you disappointed yep. that Bunny didn't bite it? Since this is a film that obviously has mm-hmm. no qualms with killing kids. Yeah, one of the high, almost highlights for me is when you think she is going to bite it. When they're playing... Her and one of uh, Jeff Daniels' girls are playing uh, some type of uh, game in their bedroom singing. Well, they're saying nursery rhymes. Singing and nursery and rhymes. Screaming at each other. But, and you think Bunny Beachwood is going to bite the dust there, but sadly, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dr. Sam. So he is our old doctor. He's the next victim. So I'm sorry that I um, sent his death a little earlier. So it wasn't quite time. But now it is. Bite him, but it uh, bit him right on the foot. And this is the death where we finally figure out that it could be a spider because his wife witnesses it. That's right. Like, he gets bit, and she's like, oh, it's just a spider, and then he seizes up. Yep. And... and where the community starts to realize. Yeah. We're, we're fully aware as the audience. Absolutely. So now, uh, officially, Jeff Daniels is the town doctor. The Sheriff Lloyd is such a little bitch. Um, I just... That's <laughs> strong. Put that in there. I, not, not a guy that I... You don't like him. I, you know, I think he's a really awful sheriff. Not for just this town, but for any town, really. He's super lazy. He is. Like, even when people are, like, tons of people are dying, and it's come to the realization that, uh, as we find out late, you know, that spiders are the cause. Everybody knows it. And he's still just bitching about, you know, having to drive people places or do some sort of job to try to save lives. He's just, like, He gets mad that he's not not a chauffeur, and it's like, policemen drive other people around a lot. He's just, you know, a really lazy man. Nolan, if you were a civilian in a small town like this during a spider epidemic, how are you helping out? How would I help? Yeah, yeah, like, what are you doing to... You're leaving. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably get out of that town. Absolutely. I'd, I'd make sure that my family and friends, I would convince them as best as I could... To also leave town. But say they don't, would you leave them behind? Yes. <laughs> I love them, but I, yeah. They I, gotta I can't, go. I can't be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly the same, though. Yeah. Getting out of there. Yeah. No way. You gotta get out. But you're mad at the sheriff. He doesn't, he doesn't even try to leave, though. He just stays and he's like, I'm just a he, useless guy. Whenever they're, I don't know if you've got this in your notes, but whenever they're going around Margaret's place looking for a specimen, they're trying to find uh, a live spider, he... Everyone oh, yeah. else is taking it seriously, and he's just fuddling around in the kitchen. I'm gonna have me a bowl of cereal. Yeah, he he just starts scooping out dry cereal. It's a the house of a dead woman. You're just going and eating her Chex Mix. Just asleep on the job. That's it's, all he does. It's so so gross. Yeah, I agree. 
No. Poor taste. Yeah. Not 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 a great look for Sheriff Lloyd. Uh, I wrote down again that just Bunny is a poison. Uh, <laughs> this is the part Melanie just talked about. Spider in the cereal. I wrote bite it, Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> Do you like his freak out? Yeah. It's so over the top. It's pretty great. Uh, this is one of my personal favorite sequences in the film. We got a spider in the shower. We have a spider in the toilet of both uh, Coach Henry and his uh, family, basically, his it's wife. A, it's his daughter. His daughter. Yeah. And uh, she's in the shower, and he's getting ready to take a dump on the toilet. And it actually, I think it does a really good job of like creating suspense. And it does that a few different it's times. Tension, in the movie. yeah. But, uh, of, like, you think both of them are probably going to die here, and they both make it out alive, luckily for them. So, I enjoy that scene and quite And also, a bit. you have, at the end of it, the dad and the brother coming in while she's looking <laughs> right. food. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Rough time. Dilbert, uh, Dilbert returns, uh, babbling about this, that, and the other. Uh, we have a Dilbert versus Spider showdown dilbert finally wins he sprays the spider a few times can't get it get it to die and then finally uh, stomps on it with his boot uh uh i don't know the man's name because i've already forgotten but you, i'm sure you guys can help me the spider expert or professor makes his way into town is it artenton or something yeah something, something like that julian sands julian sands, julian sands. Yeah. hold on now yes i skipped some stuff so no no something that i feel so you did skip, like, the. there is that big scene where they catch the live specimen. It's uh, the professor's it's um, Owens. assistant. Owens is his name. Yeah. Or Collins. I can't remember. I like that uh, assistant, and I think he should have been in the movie more. Like, he's kind of got that uh, Hooper oh, feel to him. Yeah, he does. And I really like the standoff where, and Jeff Daniels has already explained his fear that he just freezes up, he can't move. He's like, move towards it, you know. He's like, we have a thing in our body that allows us to deal with these, so you I, have to you have to yeah, move forward. I agree. I actually think that character is worthwhile. You know, what's interesting is when that character is introduced, it makes it seem like he's going to be useless because he's playing foosball in the break room with his friend. But I kind of like that. And he gets yeah. there, and mm -hmm. whenever they're in the morgue and looking at the bodies, they're looking because he yeah. has all the bodies exhumed, so right. he can actually do uh, autopsies and find a cause of death. Mm -hmm. And he is, he just keeps trying to leave, and Jeff Daniels is like, Look at the spider bite. And he seems very out of sorts, like he's yep. a kid and he shouldn't be here. And then all of a sudden, when they're in the house and going through stuff, it's like he takes full. He does have that Hooper energy True. where he's like automatically just like spouts off all these facts. I do think that for me, that is kind of a flaw with this film is that like, I think he's a good character and they make him important by the end of the film, but he's not introduced until it's got to be at least halfway, if not over halfway like through the he film. He should have been on the trip yeah. to Venezuela. I think that you should have had yeah. him earlier. He's kind of just thrown in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he should have been throughout. And I think that I feel like some of the vignettes, while I do love them, some of them could have been maybe tightened up to make a tighter film. Because it, it does the gremlins thing of like introducing like the chaos to the town. So it's like you get these certain vignettes with these characters that's like the spiders attacking and stuff, which mm -hmm. I, I like those scenes, but I feel like I feel like this movie could be tightened up a bit. It plays better for you at like 90 minutes than like 110 or whatever. Not even that, like honestly, maybe 10 minutes and just like a structure change 
to where that assistant is introduced earlier in the film. So, like, we know that he's a major character. Yeah. Just because of how important he is in later in the film. Just a little tighter. Sure. Just tighten it up. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Irv the Mortician. So, Oof. he meets his end here. Uh, he's watching Jeopardy and having a bowl of popcorn with his wife. You know, I think I mentioned this. I, I feel like Irv is a very queer-coded character in this film, but, you know, they don't really go with that angle because he's, he's married to a lady, but I wish they would have. So that was kind of disappointing for me. But I still love Irv, the mortician. So his wife, that's the female lead from the Drew Carey show. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't even recognize that. Yeah. Interesting. Man, yeah, we could use some people of color, maybe a little bit... Some diversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We. I think it yeah. would have been really... Especially 1990, if they would have had him, husbands, sit down to watch That's Jeopardy. true. A revelation. That, that would not happen. That would have <laughs> really upped some stuff from yeah. right there. But this scene, just on as yep. it stands, very upsetting to me. Popcorn, that's a sacred thing. Yep. That's for movie time. That's, yep. that's I love a nice popcorn. thing. Yeah. So did Irv. But, oh. man. Yeah. Rough time. Irv was nasty. Irv Irv and his lady uh, meet their end. And uh, as that happens, a spider... uh, So they meet their end. We have uh, people going to their house and find them. And as that happens, a spider crawls out of Irv's nose. The reason all this is happening is because the professor came in and told them about, like, how the nest and how the ecology works, where the spiders are from. So they need to find the nest, and then, like, through that central location, that's where they'll find all the spiders, kill the nest, then they won't be able to breed anymore. So they think that because the body was brought into the morgue, the nest is at the morgue, that's why they go to Irv's house, but then you get, like, the nice cutting between where the professor sees the picture of the web that was taken in the farmhouse. Right. Oh, take me there. So you have like his investigation cut with, you know, them discovering Irv and yep. his wife. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I really like this entire, like the last 20 minutes of this film, I feel are really good. I really love like the last set piece and it's very tight, like, this whole yep. evening sure. part of the film. What, what's your guys' take on the professor? Is he is he a bad guy? Is he a guy that's just caught in a, a situation he didn't know how to deal with? I like Julian Sands. I think this is, like, a very... I don't know. He doesn't really do that much. That's true. I mean, he's there for key points, and, and I do like his side of it. Like, him going to the farmhouse and hitting the web. Like, all that. His own little investigation. I like it. But, yeah, I don't... I, he he just doesn't have that much to do, and he's kind of a shit. I don't think he's a shit. I mean, he's just um, very focused on, like, his job. and He's very passionate about it. He's the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I like him, and I like Julian Sands in this. I Isn't, like, Julian Sands, like, regarded as being a bad actor? I think so. I don't think people... No, I think he's fine in this. He didn't bother me. He's... Julian Sands, he's also in... Isn't Boxing Helena? Gothic? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Russell's, yeah. I really like him in that movie. I think he has a lot more to do. Warlock. Nice. A lot more to do. All right. So, Julian Sands, the professor, uh, he gets bitten. Uh, He's done. He gets taken out. Let me ask you guys this. How do you feel about the per like, that the big bad spider, like the main one... They give it a lot of personality, 
especially throughout most of the film, you don't even see it like in full frame. Like you'll see like some legs or you'll see like the he loves to do that close up of what looks to be like the animatronic or puppet spider where you see like the eyes there's or like a, the fangs. There's a lot and, of like, that the, at the end. And mm-hmm. I think it, I mean, you see a lot of like whenever he's biting the into fangs somebody. Going in. Yeah, the shot at the end, whenever it's crawling up Jeff's leg at the end. It cuts to the spider. And you see the you see Jeff in the reflection of his eye, chilling. You think they were successful in giving the spider like an antagonistic personality? Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Oh my god, they got the professor. Line from Dilbert. Spiders everywhere, y'all. Uh, we have a Dilbert massacre sequence where he's just going around spraying spiders and just and they're smoking just uh, <laughs> opens up the back of his truck and he's like gotta get my private yeah stock. gotta get the private stock and it's like this super hazardous like corrosive yeah chemical rock and roll then we we basically get to like this last couple set pieces here we we have uh jeff daniels and his family and i've already forgot the, the guy's name it's owens or Owen. collins yeah i can't remember okay. and uh so they're all just like inside jeff Chris Collins. Collins. Do you like okay. the timing of this? So, okay, we, we find out they do, like, while they're still at um, the mortician's house, they mm-hmm. go outside and they put the map out of the town and they're like, okay, let's mark down everyone that's died. And they start Xing out yep. the houses and they're like, okay, what's in the middle? That's the... You got like a circle forming. Yeah. Is that where the mortuary is? And they're like, that's a house. My house. That's and they're right. like, oh, so they rush over to the Jenner's farmhouse and... Yep. It's like they step in and the family's just sitting down watching some family ties, just chilling. Every it's quiet, yep. nice little evening at home, and they're just looking around. Just shit. How it's did it fan. play for you since you hadn't seen it before? Where he they walk in and they're like looking around. Were you expecting what happened? No. Okay. I I figured it was just gonna all take place in the barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think the house would be a yeah, which I I enjoyed because it it it's actually really. Really well done. How like the spiders are just coming out from like, basically every, every orifice point. of the house. Yeah. <laughs> if you saw that, what's yeah. your reaction? I'm out. I'm jumping. I don't care how high. I'm jumping. I'm getting out. <laughs> Going through a window, but I'm trying to bust through a door, even though I wouldn't make it. Like I'd be doing things that. Do you think were that not... you would try to bust through a door? You'd hit your head and you'd pass. I probably out. wouldn't. Then I. What dead. do you think your survivability <laughs> is in this scenario? Uh, twenty percent. You give yourself a 20% chance to survive? Yeah, maybe 15. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Whereas, like, Jeff Daniels, like, he's probably, like... Obviously, he makes it. But we'll say at the time... I mean, he's maybe, like, a 40%. Uh-huh. I'll say 30%. Somewhere there. Because he's very... You know, he's See, not good here's the thing, with spiders. Not good with spiders, but also, I think you have to take into account people with arachnophobia. We're looking all around. All the angles. All mm. the spiders are coming down. I don't know. I think it might put you at a higher... Yeah, maybe maybe that adrenaline kicks in, and from you know I don't know maybe it could for me. I feel like you're. It's a fair point. Yeah. So maybe I would have a higher percentage. All I know is I'd be freaking out. I don't know how I'd play under that pressure, but I don't know it wouldn't go good. Still, I just. I I think most likely you end up giving yourself a severe head injury, which has been done multiple times. And you pass out on the show before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happens, and then if he didn't move, he might be okay. But I think he'd wake up just. Just covered, covered in, spiders. in spiders. And any movement, mm-hmm. they're going to bite you. And they've so, already probably placed eggs inside me and yeah. all this. Yeah. I think any like scenario that there's like an ounce of adversity, you probably bite it. Probably <laughs> true. Yeah. Do you think you survive longer in a spider threat or a slasher threat? 
flasher. You survive longer. Maybe. Okay. You know, I have, I have some athletic prow- prowess to me sometimes. Uh, I feel like uh, it depends how smart the killers are, you know? A Texas Chainsaw situation, like I saw your family, you could get away. We can get out of that, yeah. I am a pragmatist to some degree. So, like, I'm not one that's going to just do situations like just walk into an abandoned building or someone's home that's not mine and be like, hmm, what we got going on in here? Just smacking stuff safe. around. Yeah. Well, nobody does that. Well, they did in the Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, but that's... You compare me, I thought I was comparing myself to these characters. You did. I think I've got enough smarts to where, you know, may I die? Sure. It would at least... Not first. Yeah, I think I would... I would You're middle of the pack to last. Take a little while. Yeah. Sure. Maybe Second I'm giving class. myself more credit than deserved. What if, like, terror comes to you? Like, it's a, it's like a Freddy or a, like a Scream guy type thing where, like, you're being pursued. It's not, you don't have I to mean, go to a house. I mean, if, if I'm just being chased. Like, just somebody wants to kill you. Yeah, it's probably not going to go well for me. Yeah. I You have weird dreams, too. I feel like, I feel like if Freddy was, me and him are dead if Freddy's coming. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't remember any of your dreams, right? Correct. Nolan, you remember your I dreams. I remember a lot of dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably fine. My body just naturally produces the hypnosil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jeff Daniels, he's uh, stuck in the home, so he gets the rest of the family and oh, and uh, and Collins make it out. He's stuck, uh, kind of in his upstairs bathroom, and somehow, like, I don't really understand the geography, so maybe you guys can help somewhat. But somehow, he basically ends up in his cellar. Oh, so he falls happens, off the awning. So the whole point of like the wood is rotted in the cellar. Okay. So the floorboards, he was just like, "Oh, I'm surprised we haven't fallen through before." Mm-hmm. Like he, he says that whenever he's down there trying to install all yep. the shelving for his wine, he comes out of the bathroom. There, are, all these spiders are coming down. This whole ending set piece of the house with the spiders. Yeah. Because they're using a lot of spiders. In these this they use in this film are very social and not harmful to humans. They're not going to bite you, so it's fine. But there are so many spiders in that house that is, it's so terrifying. A lot of spiders. He comes out. He goes over the banister, like of their upstairs railing, falls straight through to the cellar. Yep. So he falls through the floor. So I'm just gonna go over this last end part, and you guys can talk about what you like here and everything. So. Uh, as we find out, we have the nest that's in the cellar. We have a Jeff Daniels versus the queen spider scenario. And this goes on for a little bit. Uh, Jeff Daniels finally does win. He nail guns the queen and then lights it up into flames, also nailing it to the uh, the uh, nest, I guess. Uh, so that all happens. And then we obviously get back to San Francisco at the end. Earthquakes and all, but it's better than the damn small town life. So, from these last... What do you guys have to say about how this movie ends in the last set piece? Okay, so let me ask you this. Someone who's not watched the film. That last piece, he faces the queen. He knocks it into the electrical outlet. Yep. Fries it. Are you expecting the the big king spider at that point? No, I thought it was dead. Or I thought it was over. So, like that... That whole sequence worked for you as far as, like, surprise, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that I was a little curious because I was like, I felt like it was building up to something more. And I was like, that's a bit anticlimactic. No, it's just the way it felt. And then, yeah, when it goes, when you find out you have another one there, I was, it was a nice surprise, I would say. And when it goes completely off the rails where he's got, mm-hmm. like, a freaking torch. Yep. And 
it is very playful. Well, he's singing the itsy bitsy spider as right. he's going around with it. He's like sneaking around. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, does that work for you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this last set piece. It's, I think the strongest point is definitely the last like twenty minutes. Yeah, I agree. I love the whole film, but I think the the last twenty minutes is very tight and solid and very effective. Yeah, I agree. With and that. I love I I've talked about it before the shot of the spider's eyes and the reflection because. I've, in the fire. Yeah, I've posted so many stills of that or that still so many times because I think it's so good. I just it's a shot in a film that I really like that I've thought about since the first time I saw it. But it's like you can see Jeff Daniels in the reflection of the eye and the fire and oh, it's really good. I think it looks really good. I don't love the very very end. I think them going back to it's San Francisco. Yep. It, it is a little corny. Well, and I think it's cheap. Like you move to a small yeah. town, one bad thing happens, so you move back. I know it's a really bad thing. I feel like you bonded with the town. Yeah, like you were going to be the physician now, too. Now yeah. they don't have a doctor. What are they going to do? Yeah. yeah. And they probably lost thousands on that house and his wine collection. Oh, I'm moving back to yeah. the Bay Area. It's so expensive. Yeah. Ooh. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, really. I do like that they, he specifically saves that bottle of wine whenever he's pinned mm, and throwing... Yeah bottles of wine at the spider mm-hmm. he saves that one yep. there's know, 125 uh, years old something yeah ridiculous. there's obviously a few wine jokes in the movie throughout but i like that they sit down to yep. drink it at the very end they set the glasses down after the earthquake go to check the kids and then there's another trimmer in the bottle knocks over so it was all for naught yeah yeah I, I think the moral of the story i guess is that you know drink good wine when you have drink it. good wine and you know big cities you have earthquakes but the small town life is rough out there I don't think all big cities have earthquakes. Well, the ones in California? Maybe. I mean, yeah, most of California set on the fault line, so it's not a good Life time. in the West, man. What are you going to do? Oh, high point for me is going to be the uh, the house at the end. I think that whole sequence is fantastic. I love them going up the stairs, the spiders popping out of the walls. I like them pulling the TV off the wall and the spiders being behind there. Spires through the door, spires through the doorknob. Looks great. It's fun. Low point, story structure. I think this could be a tighter film. Like, I don't feel the length. It's just that where everybody ends up at the end, I think it could just be a little tighter. As far as laughs go, just the gags, just spider gags. That's fair. Let's see. My high point, I would say, not to be a broken record, but yes, the uh, the end scene with, with Jeff Daniels, uh, Fighting the Queen and King Spiders are high points, I would say. I, I enjoy that quite a bit. The low point, I would say, is the buffoonery of our uh, Sheriff Lloyd, I would say. Um, just just a really rotten, rotten to the core character. You disliked him more than Bunny. Yeah, and and Bunny is, you know, I mean, it's, it's a hard one for me. But yeah, Lloyd... Lloyd takes the cake, you know? What are you I figured do? your low point would be that Bunny didn't bite it. That that probably what it should be. But um, <laughs> I'm going sure. to go with Lloyd. But yeah, Bunny not dying is also a rather low point. I would agree with that. My make him laugh moment is involves Irv eating a bag of ruffles in the in the mortician, you know? Him, his food habits, you chuckled every time. I did, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed uh, old Irv, yeah, in his... In his uh, eating around dead bodies my high point just okay so this is kind of a a vague one but i just love that there's a film 
called arachnophobia that really portrays arachnophobia in a cor- the correct way. Mm. Like, it's so accurate. And I, again, I talked about this at the beginning. Like, all the weird stuff that your mind plays tricks on you with, with how you'll... And people do it with everything that they're scared of. When you're a little kid at night and you look at your a coat over your uh, chair in your room and mm-hmm. you look at it and think like, oh, it looks like a person crouched or something. Like your mind plays tricks on you. I have had nightmares with the scenario of like a spider on a wall and like you yeah. go to touch it and it's something else. Like I've had that nightmare before. So, and I've definitely done it where I've like looked down and I thought something wasn't a spider and then it starts moving and you're like, oh shit. So good. So I just, just the film in general, I like that a film in 1990 where the main antagonist is a giant spider, and it works. Like, it's so brilliant. I don't know. I just, I love it. My low point, I do wish I had a higher body count. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree that it could be a little bit tighter with things, but I kind of wish that we had maybe one or two more little vignettes of scenarios with spiders, and we got a little bit of a higher body count. I think that would be, that sounds weird to be like, I think if more people died, it would be really fun, but I <laughs> I do really like the spider gags, so I think it would, if we got a little bit more of that, I think you could shorten some of the other areas. The length overall doesn't bother me. I think it's, it still feels like a very tight film, so I like it overall. And then my make them laugh is just spider sex. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I love that it's in the film. It's so bizarre. And it's a big plot point, yeah. so it's needed. That's that. Well, uh, do you have a... You know MFK? I, yeah, you know I do. Okay. Which it kind of changed because I was going to do something different, but I'm going to go with Dilbert, Bugs Be Gone. Um, <laughs> we'll do Jeff Daniels, obviously, Dr. Jenner or Jennings. I'm going to go with the sheriff. Those are your choices. I'm going to marry Jeff Daniels because he's a doctor and we're going to be taken care of. He likes fine wine. Like, that's fine. I'm going to have sex with Dilbert because... Okay. He just seems fun. Wild guy. Yeah. Like, I, I just think we'd have a lot of fun. It'd be just a good time. He's got some, like, sturdy industrial gloves. So, you know, he's ready for, for a mess. And then uh, I'm going to kill the sheriff because he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah. Obviously, I'm killing the sheriff because, you yeah. know, dude. You're as useless as tits on a boar hog. I can't help you. You know, <laughs> he can't help you. If God was here, he couldn't help you. You know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? I'm going to F Jeff Daniels. You know, he looks good in this movie. He's put together. Um, Love a good dad. Yeah. You know, good good dad. Good dad bod. Maybe we'd, we'd have some nice pre and post wine. Boys coitus wine. And then I'm going to marry uh, Dilbert, a.k.a. John Goodman, because he is a protector. Um, provider. He provider. He's mm-hmm. got a he's got a solid job, and he, you know he's in a small town. He's the only yeah exterminator. He's the only bugs be gone man we got. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so yeah, you know uh, he'd probably keep the comedy going. He'd he'd tell me a lot of things, whether he was mean to be funny or not. It would make me laugh, and uh, I think those are all qualities I look for in a significant other. So I probably do what Stacy does. I I think that is probably the correct answer. I think you could have a fun night with Dilbert. Like, he's ridiculous and silly. <laughs> out of control. Yeah. Make you laugh. So, right. I think there's that. That's a good point. His house would probably be very clean. Completely bug-free. Sure. So, mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Jeff Daniels, he's a cutie patootie. I'd marry him. Yep. That sheriff doesn't do jack shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, get out of here. I'm surprised you didn't put, like, Julian Sands in there. I was hoping for Irv, obviously. Yeah, no. Well, you didn't 
get Julian's hands, okay? I, I know. You got the sheriff well, and you killed him. One thing I will say about the Jeff Daniels choice for me is the reason I also can't marry him is because... You can't have two people in a relationship that are that We are both, things. like, terrified of things. Like, <laughs> how's that going to go? Yeah, no, I was I was going to say, like, you have to have the one person that'll eat the pickles and the one person that won't. That's you true. have to have the person that'll, you know, kill the bug and the person that won't. <laughs> Oh, I think we have to close it out because Gobby's getting a little restless. Gobby, crazy dude. I love you. We have, I think, one more Halloween season episode planned. Mm -hmm. Before we go, can we give a quick horror movie suggestion? Yeah, I forgot we were doing this completely. I did too. Give a suggestion of uh, The Black Cat. This is the 1934 Edgar G. Ulmer film starring the absolutely wonderful Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. Uh, It's a... In my opinion, a wonderful gothic masterpiece. I, I absolutely love this movie. It's pretty demented and great performances by great actors. So, yeah, that's my uh, shout-out this week. Solid choice. Agreed. Jack Arnold's Tarantula from the 50s oh, is quite a fun time. Initially, because I forgot that we were doing this segment this week, I was going to say Gozu, which is a, a Mikey film that I watched this week. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I want to suggest that because it's really weird. I loved it. And I was like, oh, I'll just say Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is another great Jack Arnold film. Mm. But instead, those are great choices. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh. It is not a very good movie. It's from 1977. It stars William Shatner, directed by John Cardos. This is a movie that I watched a lot in tandem with Arachnophobia. Was, okay. I love... Even though I'm scared of spiders, I love watching movies about them. So sure. uh, this is a big hit with my grandmother in her household. She, I'm sure she still owns the VHS of this film, but it's very silly and uh, scary if you don't like spiders. And with that said, you can find us on Cinema Parlor uh, on Twitter. You can find us at Cinema Parlor on Instagram. You can also find us, obviously, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Please rate and review our show. Uh, give us five stars or one. I don't care, but preferably five. And also, if you uh, tell us how bad or good we are, I don't care. You can find me personally on Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr. S. Clover 84 on Letterboxd. Plastic Werewolf on all social media. Uh, we'll see you guys soon for another spooky season. We're going out big, I think, this month. Going big or going home. Yeah. Trick or treat. <laughs>